Welcome to the LaughSpin.com podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the LaughSpin podcast. My name is Mike, and with me as always, Dylan Udino, editor-in-chief, LaughSpin.com. What's up, buddy? Not too much. Mike, are you, are you, do you still have a cold, buddy? Um, a little bit. I have a cough. I have a oh. cough. It's almost gone. It's almost your gone. Your voice sounds a little, a little. Uh, like tentative. Like you're like you don't want to project too much, or else your face is gonna. <laughs> yeah, no. I'll I'll just end up going into a coughing fit, and that's not good for anybody. Oh, that's good. No, no, no. Do that. Do that on mic. <laughs> no, no. It's not fun. Um, I like that. Yeah, yeah. That'd, no, that'd be good times. So, so, uh, so what's up, dude? How have you been? I've been good. I've been uh, I've been busy. Yeah, I heard you. Well, you know what? I was supposed to, as we teased last week, I was supposed to go with you to a uh, <clears throat> show that was for uh, Robert Kelly, Bill Burr, and uh, Joe DeRosa's book, Cheat. Yeah. And I'm- I wasn't able to because uh, I had I had other other duties that I had to take care of. <laughs> you said duty. <laughs> I did. But how was it? How was the show? It was really good. There was two shows on Tuesday night at the Village Underground, what they're calling the Comedy Cellar at the Village Underground. It's basically the Village Underground. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been. It's a very nice club. I once saw Lisa Loeb there. Whoa. Going back. Yeah. So the guy uh, who runs and owns the Comedy Cellar bought that venue, and he's basically replicated the stage there. So that it looks exactly like the Comedy Cellar. Wow. Okay. So it's pretty cool. So I went down there. There was a 7 o'clock show and a 9.30 show. It was Robert Kelly and Joe DeRosa hosted. They had Rich Voss, Colin Quinn, and Keith Robinson doing stand-up sets. And they also screened their 15-minute short, which is also uh, called Cheat, which is how the book came about. Cool. And, and you, uh, you moderated part of it, did you? I moderated a Q&A at the end of both shows. Going in, I thought it was going to be me moderating and Robert and Joe DeRosa on stage because those were the two authors that were there. But when I got there, they said, all right, so what we're going to do is you're going to go on stage and all five of the comedians are also going to be on stage and you are going to moderate a Q&A. Wow, you didn't stand a chance. <laughs> a chance. So... So it's me up on stage with a copy of the book underlined and circled, a notepad with notes, and a pen. And then I have next to me Rich Voss. Uh, and then Colin Quinn and Keith completely hammered. Keith Robinson was? Keith Robinson was completely hammered. Uh, so yeah, so now I'm trying to bring some sort of uh, academic bent to, to the night, which was a retarded... <laughs> I could even do, but it was fine. I got made fun of. Colin Quinn made fun of me about 17 times. I guess I'm honored. Keith Robinson made fun of me, though I'm less honored about that because I think he was just drunk and sincerely was making fun of me because he's evil. <laughs> Colin knows who I am. Who does? And Colin does. It's just making fun of me, like calling me Adam Durowitz or something. Right. Making fun of my hair. 
Sure, sure. It w- it was very fun. Uh, I I don't want to I don't want to make you or or the listeners think that it that it was not fun. It was mayhem, uh, but the crowd loved it and it was great. The, I think both shows were sold out. So uh, very proud, guys. They did they deserve their success. Good seeing DeRosa and uh, Bobby doing well. Cool, man. That sounds that sounds like a blast. I I really wish I could have gone. I apologize for uh, ducking out last minute like that. Missed it, and at the end, because of because it was cheat, uh, a man's guide to infidelity. They had they had whores giving hand jobs at the door. <sighs> Shit, and it was my birthday too, dude. They were wearing uh, latex gloves. It was so it was totally safe. <laughs> you know, no STDs. Since it was uh, like a sanctioned event, you wouldn't have to, your fiance would be okay with it. <laughs> Since it was a sanctioned event, that's good. You missed a lot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Next time, though, I appreciate the offer, the, uh, you know. Yeah. All right. Um, so, you want to get into some stuff that's going on? Yeah. Right. Let's, well, yeah, let's, let's first get into the Night of Too Many Stars. Um, oh, yes. You did this too, didn't you? Yeah. So this is this is airing this Sunday on Comedy Central at 8 p.m. Eastern. I was uh, I was there. I, I was at the taping at the Beacon Theater in New York City. I was on the red carpet. I got to interview some people. So that was good. I I, I talked to Tom Morello of Rage Against the Machine. Whoa! So that was kind of uh, an interesting thing. I I for years I covered music and wrote about music, and I you know I'd never talked to him or interviewed him or really done anything Rage Against the Machine related. And it's funny that now I don't do that and I do nothing but comedy. And now is when I meet Tom Morello on the, on the, the comedy circuit. Interesting. So uh, he, was, he was good. I talked to Chris Matthews, who was actually a very funny guy. I talked to, um, what's the big giant black dude from 30 Rock? Grizz. Grizz. I talked to him. I was trying. I was trying to talk to uh, Jay Wow from Jersey Shore, but she walked right past us. Yeah, I was gonna ask her. I was gonna give her a backhanded compliment to try to stir up some shit. I was gonna ask her, "What's it like being the only semi-attractive person on the cast of Jersey Shore?" <laughs> I don't know. I guess it'll happen. It was. A, it was a missed opportunity. That probably wouldn't have gone over well. I don't think. Probably not. But you know what? It doesn't matter because I don't need her. No. You know what I mean? No. I wouldn't do that to a, a comedian. It's true. Anybody else with any kind of semblance of talent. <laughs> I talked to JB Smooth. Oh, yeah. Uh, which we have like a minute worth of audio. I asked him basically, what's the deal with the ninth season of Curb Your Enthusiasm? Is it, is it still a possibility? And basically he went into this one minute rant this message to Larry David, which uh, I think we should listen to now. Cool, let's do it. JB, I got, I got to ask. I got to ask, what's the deal with the ninth season of Curb Your Enthusiasm? Damn you, Larry. This is Larry David. It's not even an interview question. This is more like me uh, spitting out to Larry David something he should know about. Larry David, people of the world would love to see a new season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Right, everybody? Everybody right? Am I right or wrong? People would love to see a new season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. So we're asking you as fans of the show and as actors, fellow actors on your show, Larry David, we know it's your damn show. You make your own damn decisions. But we want to know when you're coming back, Larry. Is it possible, Larry, you could put your rap career to the side and 
um, uh, allow us to uh, uh, be entertained again in season nine or possibly a season 10. We would love to know that, Larry David. I would love to know Larry David too. Larry David, are you coming back for season nine, Larry David? So that's cool, man. So what was the what was the actual show like? Did you, did you get to see the show, or were you were just there beforehand? Yeah, no, no, no. I uh, after the red carpet, we were kind of ushered into uh, a press room, which is next door at the Beacon Hotel or Hotel Beacon or whatever it's called, uh, where Comedy Central plies you with uh, uh, ors the overs and. <laughs> a nice huge television to watch the goings on so that's what we did and we did a live blog and uh it, it was great it was it was a mix of uh there were stand-up Hannibal Burris did stand-up Bill Burr did it an incredible set uh which we'll listen to uh, a little later on or a preview of uh not the whole thing the interesting thing about Bill Burr's set by the way is he had to follow one of the most emotionally moving segments of television uh, that i that i could uh, remember there was i mean the benefit is a benefit for autism so throughout the night you know john stewart's bringing up you know special guests uh ben stiller was there louis ck was a surprise guest at the end sting came out (laughs) and they would also show videos of uh you know, uh, children and, you know, young people with autism and how they're dealing with it and how they're progressing uh, and how they're getting help through therapy and all this and, and all this stuff. So they featured this 11 year old girl named Jody who is autistic and who was real, you know, was really uh, pretty low functioning and through tantrums. And she's 11 now and she's doing, you know, a hell of a lot better because of therapy. And she's really into music and she knows how to play the piano and she sings and she loves Katy Perry. And I knew Katy Perry was going to be performing. So I thought this was just going to segue into Katy Perry, you know, singing. But as it turns out, Jody is on stage playing the piano and singing Katy Perry's song Firework. And then Katy Perry joins her. And it was like it just everybody was in tears. Wow. And Bill had to follow that. And Bill had to follow it. It was ridiculous. Like, I was in the press room with other journalists. I, I don't know about anybody else, but, like, I was crying, like, in front of strangers, like, tears running down my cheeks. Jesus. It, and so Bill, John Stewart could barely introduce Bill Burr. He had to stop himself a few times because he was in tears. Wow. So Bill Burr comes out, doesn't make any mention of anything, and just destroys. <laughs> <laughs> just doesn't say a word about autism. He's like, ah. Yeah, he he was he was good. He was very good. Very cool, man. So you're kind of all over the place. Shit, you got uh, all kinds of shit going on. Yeah, I was uh, I was busy. I was hopping around the city today, and uh, I had I had a few meetings. And before, actually, this is funny. Before my first meeting, I was walking, and I looked down the street. And there was Tig Notaro. Oh, hey. What's up, Tig? Yeah, Tig Notaro and Kyle Dunnigan, uh, her very good friend and writing partner, they were walking They were walking to work, which is Amy Schumer's uh, new Comedy Central show that they both write on. Right. So uh, I said hi to her and talked to Tig and Kyle, and uh, she's... She was going to work today, and she's off to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, to uh, be in a movie uh, that Ryan Philippe is, uh, I think, in and, and also directing or producing or something. Sexy. 
Yeah. All right, man. Wow. Shoot. Jeez. You're just name dropping all over the place. I love it. Shit. I really am. Dropping bombs, yo. All right. Word. So while we're uh, while we're on the subject, let's get into some comedy news. Comedy news. Yeah, we should. I I should let you know that my computer is a piece of shit right now, uh, and I don't have. Uh, you're you're gonna have to tell me what we're talking about, and then I, I'm gonna I'm gonna wing it. I'm gonna wing it. Sounds good. All right. First up, uh, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler are going to be hosting the Golden Globes. This is awesome, uh, and we've kind of seen this in the past year or so. You've seen kind of Tina Fey and Amy Poehler be buddy buddy, um, and uh, you know, off screen. You know, we, we we always know that they were they were good friends on Saturday Night Live, but you never really got a chance to see if they were actually like that. You know, uh, at, away from work, and we've seen it at uh, the Emmys, and we've seen it. Uh, uh, you know, just kind of here and there, they 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 kind of stop on each other's uh, stop on each other's shows and hang out. And now it seems that that chemistry that they have together is finally being noticed, and they're getting a chance to host the Golden Globes. What 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 do you think about this, dude? You, you're I know you're a big uh, you're you're a big Tina Fey fan, right? Uh, yeah, sure. I I mean, I don't I don't think any bigger than uh, most people. I don't know anybody who dislikes Tina Fey. You'd have to be some kind of fucking sociopath to to dislike Tina Fey, um, but yeah, I I think she's great. Uh, I I both of them are uh, they're they're I mean they're huge talents. They're great actors. They're great writers, and they're basically I mean those two are going to be running the comedy world, uh, you know, very soon. They're already coming. I mean Tina Fey is already coming close to to running it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's great. The interesting thing about the Golden Globes, and I did not know this, uh, that you know, Ricky Gervais he hosted the last three years. Before Ricky Gervais hosted the last three years, do you, do you know who hosted? Um, no, who? Trick question. No one. You sunk my battleship, sir. They never. They never had a host. They never did. Not according to Wikipedia. Well, who the fuck is Wikipedia? God. It's this it's this guy. No, it it does say it on Wikipedia. However, uh it it also says it on the uh the with the the HFPA or whatever the fuck they are, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Wow, okay. So there you go. There's a uh not only is it a not not only is it an awesome thing because they're bringing Tina Fey and Amy Poehler to the Globes, but it's also a monumental thing because they these would be the first females two hosts the golden globes in history that is true so there you that's go that's true so yeah good for them nice nice all right moving on kimmel doing a week of shows in brooklyn jimmy kimmel wow uh why brooklyn he uh it's where he's from really it's his, ho- it's his yeah he's from brooklyn so he's he's coming to brooklyn uh on uh i think it's the last week of october going into november so i so i think it's like it starts whatever november i think it ends november 2nd so sub, so start subtracting days from there okay very good wow and uh he's got a pretty good slate of uh guests coming on that week too huh yeah yeah he's got who does he have he has chris rock let me see if i could remember just just from remembering okay let's see Chris Rock, John Stewart, Stephen Colbert, David Letterman, his 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 childhood hero, and Tracy Morgan. Wow, you got them all, dude. 
I'm the best. I'm so good. Yeah, that uh, <laughs> that Kimmel Letterman interview should be should be should be really good. Now, what do you think? Do you think it's gonna be? Do you think it's gonna be him them just basically bashing Leno the entire time? Yes, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I I I I certainly hope so. I. You know what? I, I, I hope it is, but I hope they do it a little bit more creatively. Kimmel, uh, you know, when Kimmel went on, Kimmel's been on Letterman. Letterman has never been on Kimmel. Kimmel actually, um, he was like, uh, he's obsessed with David Letterman. He was obsessed as a, as a, as a kid. You can tell. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's why Kimmel's show is good. I, I don't know who Leno was was looking up to. Uh but uh, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, Kimmel actually invited Letterman to be his first guest uh, on the show uh, in the 2003 or whenever Kimmel debuted. Um, and Letterman declined. And he, and he hangs uh, – he has the, um, the rejection letter up in his office. Wow. Uh, I didn't Kimmel, know that. Kimmel does. So I think that's, that's very funny. Yeah. Yeah. I hope they bash Leno, but I hope um, what Kimmel does – that maybe Letterman, you know, doesn't do so well is, uh, you know, be creative about it. So maybe like Kimmel will play like some kind of like Jay Leno hating, you know, game show or uh, so I don't know. I hope they do something silly. I, I hope they do something where they like get 2000 people dressed as Jay Leno to get inside of a deli. <laughs> I fucking love when Letterman does that when he, he makes he says how many people dressed as Spider Man can we get into this to this Dunkin' Donuts? <laughs> I love that shit. So very cool. So check out that uh, coming out the last week in October, or at least they're filming then, right? So, but it's going to be live, so it'll be it'll be yeah, it'll be yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they'll film and I'm, I'm sure, sure it'll air. You know, whatever two, two hours, hours later, hours three, later hours three hours later. Brian Regan. Brian Regan, wow! I, we haven't uh, I haven't heard about Brian Regan in a long time. And he's announcing his spring tour dates, and tickets go on sale for that October nineteenth. Uh, anything interesting about this tour? Is he uh, is he doing trying to promote himself as something different, or is it the same old Brian? Obviously, it's probably a lot, a lot of new material, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, brand new hour. Uh, that's it. I just want I just want to make sure people know that Regan is going on a huge tour. It's something like 40, I think it's like 41 cities or 41, I think it's 41 cities. Yeah, 41 cities. Yep, you're right. Um, yeah, so that's it. Go to uh, laughspin.com to, to check out the details. October 19th, uh, tickets will be on sale. So most likely by the time you hear this, uh, you will be able to buy tickets and you should buy tickets because have you ever seen Regan live? I've never seen him live. I've seen plenty of film and I've, I've seen plenty of game film. Yeah. 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 He, I mean, he, uh, I, he's just incredible. He's, he's one of the uh, only, he's one of the very few comics that I watch and I still laugh, you know, somewhat, somewhat uncontrollably. Um, and there's, you know, I, I can appreciate tons of comics uh, I could sit through an entire forty-five hour, you know, hour-long set, not laugh once, and really, you know, really enjoy myself uh, because I just appreciate comedy. Um, but he's the type of guy that makes me laugh still. Uh, he did it. Greg Giraldo always did it. He's dead, so he's been not as funny. Um, but um, yeah, so go see Brian Regan. 
Okay. <laughs> I got another follow on that one. That's good. Uh, speaking of things that are dead. Uh-oh. Dane Cook's show. Oh, my God. Yeah. Canceled, canceled before it even airs. Yeah. What I don't, happened? This is, this is, by the way, you should make a, uh, a sample of that. That what happened. Because you've done that before. I, fi- I find it funny. I love that. <laughs> what happened? Uh, um, dude, I don't know what's going on at NBC. But, uh, yeah. So, they, they filmed four episodes. Um and they just decided NBC's, you know, position was, it, well, it just wasn't going in the direction we thought it was going to go. And, like, I don't, I don't get that. You, you, you developed the show. You knew who the star was. Uh, you knew who the supporting cast was. You knew what the show was about. How can you be surprised that it's going away? How is it going away you didn't think it was going? So I think it's just bullshit. I think NBC is basically running out of money, and they're just uh, they're just cutting shit. They did the th- this, by the way, is on the heels of Community not coming. Uh, the Community and Whitney were both supposed to premiere on the on the nineteenth, on the nineteenth Friday, um, and they were promoting the shows. Uh, everything was going okay, and then they decided. They're not going to premiere on the 19th because, uh, you know, they want to concentrate on marketing and publicizing the other shows that, you know, have already premiered. So that so that happens. Then they cancel Dane Cook's show. The Monsters reboot that Eddie Izzard is in, that was supposed to happen. And now that's just going to air as a, a one-off, like a Halloween special. Um, like I have – oh, and not to mention Jay Leno, you know, a few weeks ago. The Tonight Show laid off 20 people. Leno took a 50% pay cut. Um, there's, something's, going, something's going on in NBC. Yeah, you know what? Now that you kind of laid it all out, you know, bit by bit like that, that's, that's kind of writing on the wall, man. What's, what's happening? What the hell's going to happen? They're going to send it. They're going to sell. NBC's going to be sold to the Chinese, I think. <laughs> wow, dude. You know, I, I never really thought of it in that kind of regard like that kind of shit because this kind of shit just kind of creeps up on you you know like one one by one one at a time and and since you laid it all out just like that that's that's a lot yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of weird things going on there yeah jesus all right well get your shit together nbc what the fuck (laughs) oh christ all right uh here's something that's really awesome and i i hope this is really good i i I really want to watch this speech too by the way um Chris Rock, Tracy Morgan, and more are going to be honoring Eddie Murphy on uh, Spike TV for the uh, for a uh, with a comedy special. Yeah, and th- this is great because you know you ask any you ask any comedian really uh, that's out there today you know who your influences are. Most of them go you know Lenny Bruce, George Carlin, Richard Pryor. Like those are like the three. Those are that's like Mount Rushmore. Carrot top. um but right below them right below prior i would say uh is where eddie murphy comes in because a lot of especially younger comedians younger as in just starting out you know five years four years you know that kind of in the business i i can remember dude watching raw and delirious over and over and like studying it you know it's it was just 
it was poetry. It was great. And it's it's very it's very reminiscent of certain Richard Richard Pryor uh specials. And sure. Eddie even kind of talks about that. Eddie even talks about how, you know, he was he's basically uh, you know, ripping him off or not I'm not ripping him off, but like mimicking him in certain ways and 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 in even so much as he's imitating him <laughs> turn to one. So, I mean, I dude, I, this this should be awesome. You look at Tracy Morgan, Chris Rock, um who else is supposed to be on this? Um I don't know. I don't have it in front of me, remember? Yes, that's right. Okay. Let me see. Let's see who else is supposed <laughs> to be on this. Uh Appearances by Samuel L. Jackson, Arsenio Hall, Brett Ratner, Martin Lawrence, Jeffrey Katzenberg, and Eddie's brother, Charlie Murphy. Um, by the way, what where where the fuck has Martin Lawrence been? That's gonna be that's gonna be fun. Uh yeah, I've I have no idea. So that's pretty cool. This is uh it's gonna tape on November third at this uh Saban Theater in Los Angeles and set to air November fourteenth on Spike. It's called Eddie Murphy One Night Only. Definitely look for this because th- this should just just be great. Uh, and you have a video here from 2011 Comedy Awards uh, where Eddie Murphy got a got an award. Was it was it a Lifetime Achievement Award? Yeah, they gave him. Uh, that was the first year Comedy Central did uh, the the Comedy Awards. They I think they called it the Icon Award. Okay. Or some such. So, so uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Very. I mean, just that it should be great, and and hopefully this kind of. Spurs a little bit more of a, of an Eddie comeback. He's he's slowly coming back. I don't know if you've noticed this. Like he's slowly, very, like baby steps, slowly coming back. What? Yeah, no, I have I have not noticed this. The last the last project he did, I think, is a movie that grossed sixty two cents. Which was what that I, it was called like a thousand words or three thousand words. Oh yeah, I watched it. That was on HBO the other day. That actually wasn't that bad. <laughs> Really? I don't Come know. On. I never but but here's the thing. I never knew it was a movie until it was on HBO. Okay. I'd so, never heard of it before. So So then that then it, that gives it license to blow? No, no, not not at all. It doesn't give it license to blow. It get, it gives it license to 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 know that uh <laughs> <laughs> that Hollywood it's very very Plain that Hollywood has given up on Eddie Murphy, for the most part. They have just kind of succumbed to the fact of, yeah, he's he's done, he's finished. So they're not promoting him at all, like they used to. Yeah. Well, then why then why make the movie? Why not, man? There's you could say that about eighty five percent of the movies that are made. Why make that movie? Yeah. All right. And remember, he's got that. Um... A few weeks ago, we we talked about uh, that the Beverly Hills Cop TV show, right? So that's still in development. Although mm-hmm. was that for NBC? Because if it was, it's going to get kicked out the uh, fucking door. You know what? I forgot. I'm going to have to af- after we record this podcast, I'm going to have to go on to the old LaughSpin.com and figure out what network picked it up. And that's what you should do too, LaughSpin.com for all your comedy news. It's the place to be. All right, we have some more fucking audio to play. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna say, let's let's do, let's listen to some stuff because I'm I'm sick of listening to us. We played the Bill Burr audio, right? Well, no, we never threw to it actually. Well, we should. Let's let's do it now. Hey, remember that sh- that Bill Burr shit we were talking about? Like, 
six and a half minutes ago? Yeah. He, here's a preview of Bill Burr's uh, stand-up set at Night of Too Many Stars, which is going to be on Comedy Central this Sunday at 8 p.m. I have a horrible science background. Do you know cruise ships blow my mind? Blow my mind. I don't get how something that big and metal can float. I don't get it. Makes no sense. And there's always some nerd there to try to explain it. Well, the area times the mass. I'll fuck you with your magic. I don't get it. It's got a smokestack. It's got an anchor. Right? Dude, explain the pool. How can you have a pool on a boat? You dug a hole in the boat, filled it with water. You got fat people going in it. That's game, set, and match. Speaking of nerds, uh, when is the uh, when is the nerd epidemic just gonna end? Like, when is the nerd bubble just gonna burst? They're they're fucking everywhere. Every show, they got some guy with black frame glasses. Oh, I'm kind of awkward. I don't know how to talk to the opposite sex. Like, I'm supposed this is supposed to like inspire me. You know, when I was a kid, nerds had shame. They had shame. They had horrible days at school. They were stuffed in lockers, left there overnight reading whatever they could find. Then in the mornings, janitor let them out, and then they got the shit kicked out of them for wearing the same stuff two days in a row. Now they're walking around all proud, double pocket protectors, black socks yanked up. This is what happens when you get rid of bullying. It is. When you get rid of a species' natural predator, it, it just grows exponentially. The one and only Bill Bird. It's the Bird Show. The Bird Show. The Amazing Bird Show. Uh, we have one more piece of fucking audio to get to. It is uh, Pat Oswalt on Conan. And I watched this. I saw this flicker by on the old Twitter. And I had to see what was going on because Pat Oswalt makes me laugh. So I decided, okay, let me click on this. And he talks about his daughter uh, being racist in public. And it's hilarious. So, there you go. How was your daughter? Because uh, I, I remember I ran into you recently, and your daughter was there, and she's adorable. Yeah, Alex. she she's three years old now. She is so awesome, uh, and she's smart and adorable. But what I what I found out though, and I found this out the hard way, you have to be very careful what you let your kids watch on in terms of TV and movies. And yeah. I, I wasn't really. I thought I was doing okay, like showing her, you know, kitty stuff, but. We were driving around one day doing daddy-daughter stuff and having a great time. We go to this Starbucks near where I live, and it's like the nicest employees at the Starbucks and the absolute worst customers. It's all these little tweeting, tumbling, Facebooking, basically douchebags. I'm sorry, but that's just who's there. So they're all just sitting there like, meh. And so I go in. They're making that noise. They, yeah, that's, I think that gets you a stronger signal if you just go, oh, I'm losing it. Meh. Oh, nice. All right. So I get a croissant. She gets a croissant. I get like a coffee. We're sitting down. We're having it. She's making jokes, and I'm, I'm laughing my head off. What I don't see... Who sits next to me? This old, 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 bald black guy with a bright white beard sits next to me. I don't see him until my daughter 
stands up in her chair and points at him and goes, Daddy, a monkey! Monkey! <laughs> she's screaming monkey at this guy. Now, first off, she's doing it in the absolute worst place she can be doing this because we're surrounded by, like, oh, hashtag racist baby. You know, like, <laughs> that, that's just going to go everywhere. Yeah. So then... What, so, now, how do I handle this? Did I do the mature dad thing and go, sweetie, that is not what we... That is extremely offensive. We don't... No, here, here was my solution. I pick her up, I put her face close to mine, and I run out of the Starbucks, <laughs> and I just go... I just yell... I just yell over her adorable racism. Like, that's my only solution. Just, ca- just counter it. Just, cover it yeah, up. Make noise. And then what I realized is if somebody were sitting far away from me in the Starbucks, all they would have seen is me and my daughter, and then an old black guy sits down, and I just go, like, it still just looks horribly racist. There's no... So then I'm driving home, and I'm shaking, like, the hell was that? Like, where did she learn that? So, um... We get home, and my wife's like, well, you've had her all morning. I'll give you a break. You know? So I'm, I'm in the kitchen, like, still, oh, my God, like, recovering. And I hear them talking, and uh, so my wife goes, what do you want to do, sweetie? And my daughter says, I want to watch a movie. So she goes, oh, what movie do you want to watch? And I hear my daughter go, uh, I want to watch Lion King, which Lion King is a great movie. It is about an adorable lion cub who is orphaned and then exiled and meets all sorts of helpful wonderful friends, including this old, bald monkey with a bright white beard. So she just thought she had seen her friend. It, look, I'm not saying Lion King is racist. I'm just, I'm just saying it, it needs to come with a warning sticker, all right? Just, like, warning, three years and younger may cause race riots. Just put that on, please, on the DVD. That's all I'm asking. Pat Oswalt, there he is on Conan. Uh, this was last week. He was on there, and uh, dude, I, this I found this hilarious. Your your kids, you have younger kids. I found this hilarious just because about you know the whole. Every, everybody always talks about it. All comedians talk about how kids have no filter and everything like that. But something like that, where it's just so uncomfortable for so many reasons. Has that ever happened to you? Not you know, not yet. Uh, my older one is almost four, and he's. He's definitely at the age where, you know, actually, I think I've, I think now that I think about it, I, I think we're over that age. Uh, Cause I think he's old enough and smart enough. I mean, remember Patton's daughter is two, I think he said. Uh, and that's, that's the wheelhouse right there. Two is where I can talk. I have thoughts that are, you know, almost adult like, but. You know, I you know I have no uh, reference, and 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 that's when that stuff happens. So I think uh, I've you know I have the one year old. So uh, when he starts talking, yeah, no, it it, it hasn't happened. I, I'm just uh, um, man, and you have to really watch what you say too because they just absorb everything. Yeah, the one of the, one of the things I I mean this sounds this sounds horrible. I know you're about to get married, and I'm sure you're gonna have kids, uh, but you basically have to stop being who you are that sucks um you can be who you are when you're you know with your spouse and no and you know not your kid because i mean you can't drive in the car with them and and it's not even that you can't curse it's that you can't even say certain things that have nothing to do with cursing because they'll repeat it 
because they'll repeat it. And it, it's those things that you think are just so benign that they pick up on and make it malignant. <laughs> right. That's right. And like, you know, the older one's in school now. So, you know, he repeats it in school. And like, I don't care that he's he's that he's saying it. It, it, it just reflects poorly on me because they assume that whatever he said, I say a hundred times a day because that's how he's picking it up. But if I, you know, like you can't. You can't. You cannot express yourself the way you want to express yourself. <laughs> Even you know, independent of independent of cursing. So good luck with that. Yeah, me and my girl have completely resigned to the fact that our kids are going to be such fucking assholes. They're just going to be dicks. <laughs> well, you know that's that's a choice you make if you want to raise a you know a few douchebags. No, no, we really don't. But we have no choice in the matter. It just that's just how it's going to happen. I have no, no choice in this matter. Not. Uh, you know when you have when you have kids, you're going to start censoring yourself. It's gonna. You know how hard it is. <laughs> Yeah, I do, asshole. I have two kids. I know, but was your wife as bad as you are? Was my wife as bad as me? What do you mean by bad? Like you're saying you had to censor yourself. So obviously you were uncensored, unfiltered. Right. Okay. So was your wife the same? Was your wife just as bad? Just as unfiltered? She has, yeah. She's got a potty mouth. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I can see usually, and see, you're, you're one of the first that I've ever met. I've met where both the both parties of the couple have to really turn it back like usually my friends it's my guy friend that has to really crank it down where meanwhile he's already married an angel so she doesn't have to do a damn thing <laughs> yeah i mean you know she yeah my wife definitely definitely curses in fact i think the times where my oldest has repeated things it's it's been her and it's usually like god damn it uh and like that's what i mean like god damn it i mean is that a curse not i mean not really but it's certainly not something you want your four-year-old saying but the thing is is he he always uses words and phrases appropriately one time he was trying to tie his shoes and he couldn't tie his shoes and he's like god damn it and so you want to be like, yeah, that's that's the correct usage, but you can't say that. And the thing is, you can't. You also can't yell at your kid too much for it because then they want to do it more. So you just basically ignore it. And right. and you can't ha- laugh at it, huh? And you can't laugh at it either. Right. That's yes. That's worse than yelling. Right. That's the. That, I think therein lies the problem is because I can't help myself. If it's fucking adorable, I'm gonna I'm gonna laugh my ass off. Yeah. I mean. Depending on what age they are, I think it's okay to laugh. If they're, you know, sometimes a, a two-year-old will come up and, you know, say something like that. And I don't think they're going to be too affected by it. But if you're laughing at your four-year-old saying, like, God damn it, then that's probably going to stick with him. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit's funny as hell. Awesome, dude. Well, all right. We're going to get out here. Yeah, I think we've done enough damage. You want to give us all the plugs? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, you guys should be following us on Twitter at LaughSpinCom, on Facebook. If you're into the Pinterest, go there. We have something like 2.2 million followers right now. 2.2 million! <laughs> we're, on, uh, we're on the Tumblr. Uh, check us out on MySpace. We're on that, MySpace? That's not true. No. Oh. MySpace is coming back, y'all. JK! 
Jay Timbers bringing sexy back. Uh huh. All right, you can check me out too on uh, mastersofnone.com, my other podcast. Appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Lastbin.com, Lastbin Podcast. See ya.